0: i mean i think scott stevens a hit he had on Paul korea is one of my first hockey memories of watching the game where he nearly killed a guy on the ice um that hit
1: was so uh, hard that's what divided and actually uh, created both north and south korea because before that it was just one korea this is la king's fan talk with your boys rodney rob darren and Joe. What's up all you cool cats and kittens? It's time to talk Kings hockey. Kings are now 2-1-1 one and one on our current road trip. Rob, what are your thoughts on the consistently inconsistent Kings? Um,
2: I'd imagine... See, I'm still sticking with... I'm okay. I'm okay with we're 4 games above 500 now. Last time we talked we were 3 games above 500 and it still seems like everyone wants to jump off a cliff. Um but I'm still okay with because the entire NHL is inconsistent right now. I mean if when you when you look at the standings on both ends, and you just look at regulation records and stuff. There are so many teams that are five hundred. You know, including the Kings, we're one game above five hundred in regulation, but we're we're four games above five hundred with our overtime wins. It'd be nice to have a couple extra wins in those overtimes. We've lost some like tonight's game I'm still upset about that how do you how do you just throw hit a puck with your hand and oh but because it touched somebody else so I could just I could go ahead and throw a puck at somebody and if it goes off them then it's still a good goal It just it did not make apparently. sense apparently but I'm okay I'm okay with the consistency right now because our inconsistency hasn't put us in in last place it hasn't put us in like Oh my god, we're 5 games below 500 and are we sellers at the trade deadline? We're nowhere near that right now. We're we're still our heads well above water right now. Don't start drowning until you guys get
1: dunked, you know? Right. What do you think, Darren?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it too is we are we were expecting more from like the fans are expecting more from the team. And so we are Ahead of our pace from last season, if you look at our our uh, where we were at last year at this point of the season, we were a game worse. And so, to me, I mean, look at what that team did. You know, they were pretty inconsistent to start the year, and then they kind of figured it out. Like, I think we can do that, especially with the way we score goals. I mean, last season we we're down two goals. How many times did we come back? I think twice we came back to win a game. Or and so, in fact they were down. T- you know, two goals tonight, twice, and we were able to get a point out of it. I mean, the way we score goals, I think it's it's going to help us go a long way. So I'm not too worried about it yet, I think. Yeah.
1: Did you ever think you could say that about the Kings? Oh, The way we <laughs> score goals all the time, you know, we're good with it. We, yeah. can, we can always come back. Didn't think that would ever happen.
0: Right. We just got to figure out a way to score or keep the other teams close when we face teams like Toronto, who have pretty stout defenses and and can also score as well. We gotta we gotta figure out a way to manufacture some offense in those games. But that's something we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I guess.
1: So you're definitely not thinking we should fire McClellan or anything like that.
0: No, no, God, no. I mean, if you read every post on the freaking subreddit after the five to nothing loss. It was his team's a dumpster fire, Copatars needs to be sent to the minors and and every coach needs to be fired and quick needs to be sold and doubting needs to be sold. And then I mean how many goals does Kopitar have in the last like four games? Like five? Six?
2: No, it's something like isn't it like seven in his last ten or something? I don't know.
0: Something like because he's had he's had two two goal games, right? in the last couple, and then and another one in there somewhere. So It's
1: good to I see mean, him scoring again because he had that stretch where he came so close to scoring so many goals and just couldn't score, so it's good to see him scoring now. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and another thing with tonight's game especially is, like, it's, it's promising to see that we were able to still compete even with Dowdy out. I mean, we came into the game – dowdy kind of out and you're like oh you know that's a heavy minutes guy or is Jersey gonna be able to handle it and I think he made a couple couple errors he wanted back but you know all right got let's the, let's yeah, let's
1: let's start there everybody's <laughs> favorite topic let's start oh with Sean Jersey Rob how do you think Jersey uh, did uh, on his strong side Here, I,
2: oh. I am here's what I'm positive I'm positive about Jersey that he is dangerous and that goes both ways
0: He's he's he reminds me of a home run hitter in baseball like he swings for the fences and that's good and bad
2: and and you all you guys that are crying about inconsistencies you guys seem to be most of the people that cry like that are the you know the younger younger guys that love jersey you know but the second he's the biggest problem about our inconsistencies if he's more consistent, I think the entire team becomes more consistent. He he's a bit of the straw that stirs our drink. And so he's as, dang, he's as dangerous as he is offensively, as he is a liability defensively, and and I'm I'm just sitting back watching. I'm I'm enjoying the ebbs and flows right now. I mean, this is this is what sports are for. It's supposed to pull emotion out of us, and he sure does.
1: So if if you're in the locker room with Derzy, wearing nothing but towels around your waist, what would you tell him?
2: Uh, oh man. I would just <laughs> I would like I tell all you guys when we're in the locker room and stuff like that. Are you stupid?
1: <laughs> Come on, dude. I was I was trying to pull out a Top Gun quote out of you for all the Top Gun fans <laughs> on here. Come on. <laughs>
2: That's right. I am dangerous.
1: Every time you go out there. <laughs> yeah
2: and it is it's he's his decision making is very reminiscent of when drew dowdy was really young and what made drove me crazy about Doughty. you know it's just like you're not that good to think that you can do that and and he's he's frustrating but he's also very good on, on the other end of things. and But to me, if that starts going away, then you're really going to have to sit him down and say, okay, you've dried up now. The offensive uh, upside is, has dwindled. You need to tighten up defensively. Right. You can't make those stupid decisions. You just can't.
1: I do think he's our best power play quarterback on our team. Yeah, for sure. As, as of now, until we bring up Brant Clark, right, Darren?
0: Uh, that'll be in. That'll be next year, right? Right, it's gone. Darren, and, I mean, yeah, he's he's excellent on the power play, and I think that's what drives a lot of the positives for him. I mean, maybe we need to figure out how to get someone else to play the five on five minutes and kind of play him how Philly and Arizona played like Gosses Bear, where it's like you're going to play, you know seventy five percent of our are five on four minutes on offense, and you know you're gonna play eight to ten minutes on defense, so I don't know
1: yeah, I kept getting pissed off the last few games they kept throwing the dowdy power play unit out there to start instead of the Jersey unit and that was pissed me off and then who gives up a power a penalty kill goal tonight a shorthanded goal tonight? who was that
0: yeah. Yeah. it was But a, it was but a overall
1: but overall, they just move the pucks much better. They just, yeah, I think we should always start I, with that unit on the power play. I place. will
0: say I liked, I almost like Walker on that first unit more than Dowdy sometimes because he's so much more mobile. And so, like, there was a play where the puck kind of, I think it was shot, comes around the boards, and Dowdy wouldn't have got there, and Walker did. He kept it in, but nothing came of it, obviously.
1: Well, but. you're definitely in the minority if you read Twitter, anything, because everybody wants Walker like booted from oh, the team I, I, so.
0: I, I'm not saying I want him you know he needs to stay on the team just because of that but I'm saying I like the element he brought in his speed on that unit I,
2: you know I, I don't think it's a mobility thing Darren I, I I, just think it's that is a thinking ability he was just thinking different things and doing yeah. different things because I think physically I think Dowdy is still more capable than than Walker but yeah. when you bring in a fresh set of eyes and, and a new way to think, he he, he, did, he did get to different places, and he, he didn't hold on to the puck like Doughty does. You know, he's like, okay, I don't want this. Here, go give it to somebody else. So it, it kind of looks like it's, he's, he's being more mobile. But, yeah.
1: All right, we got through Jersey. Who's next? Ah. What do we got? Who's next? Well, you're talking about Walker.
2: I'm I don't like using plus minus a whole lot sometimes, but when everyone's kind of scoring we're scoring lots of goals. So if we're scoring lots of goals, why aren't we ten games above five hundred? And it's because we're defensively irresponsible. And the way that shows itself sometimes is through plus minus and and Walker is a minus seven. You know, it's and it's, yeah, goaltending was an issue. Oh, we haven't even. We'll get there, right? We'll get there. We'll um, get to goaltending. Um, goaltending's an issue, sure, but what's in front of the goaltenders? You know, is our defense just not very good? And is Walker the number one candidate for not very good?
1: D- I, yeah, de- I think depends he's on the day. Placeholder, right?
0: In my opinion, he's a placeholder for Clark. I mean, I think once you know, once that tournament's over. And he comes back probably with that like January 3rd to 5th or something like that. And I think he probably plays more often than not that, that tail end of the season. Cause I think they're going to try and get him to about 40 something games. So, but he, um, it's, uh, you definitely see the, the shortcomings with Walker.
2: Yeah. And just, I want to circle back real quick too a little bit. Um, when you're talking about everyone saying Kopitar needs to go to, to the minors and he needs to be sent out to Greys. and <laughs> it, it just makes me so mad when people say the Kempe issues are obviously not Kopitar now because Kaliev and Fiala with Kopitar, I think they've been our best line they generate so much so many opportunities yep. and and Kopitar's starting to score and get things going and and I just hate I f- screw all you guys that that hate Kopitar that's all i got to say just i don't understand
1: you i never will
2: and Mikey Anderson he's good
1: yes he he's he get, growing on me more and get more get
2: by Dowdy. yeah he's he's good Everyone talks about the Deneau, uh contract being the best thing we have. That Mikey Anderson
1: at one million dollars this year is the best contract on our on our team. Right? Be interesting to see uh, what happens with his next contract. No. Yeah. Let's keep going through the defenseman. What do you guys think about Edler? Is he playing too much?
0: I think he could use a rest. I think when he plays. He's I mean, he's just another one of the guys like Jersey and Walker and everyone else. Like he has moments where he's fine and he has one or two times a game where he does something stupid and he makes a turnover and he sticks his knee out and trips a guy and now we're on a penalty kill and we get scored on so but I mean I think he's fine for what he's being asked to be. You know, he's our sixth defenseman, seventh defenseman sometimes. But like
1: I mean, like his negatives, me He's he's kind of a pylon out there. But his positives are he's like our only defenseman that plays physical and hits people. So,
2: yeah. Oh, well, Mikey yeah. does.
1: Mikey does. Mikey's getting there. Yeah, and he's starting to do some hip checks too. It's kind of fun to watch.
2: Um, just all across the board for our defense. It's it's really hard to sit here and and nitpick things when I just I think our our lineup of defensemen is just wonky. Anyways, I. You know how we all feel. We all think Moverare should be in there and more often, and Durzi, yeah. you know, so Dersey could play his right side. And I, I don't even mind Bjornfoot was was want to talk about mobile today. Bjornfoot yeah. was he, out there moving around and and doing things, and yeah, we we need to we need to sooner or later just bite the bullet and say, all you right-handed defensemen, you guys just aren't good enough, and and play who we who we need to play
0: yeah i think i think uh there's a sports writer bill simmons who who wrote about basketball and he talks about how there's a problem sometimes with teams where they have too many guys and i think that's our problem we have too many guys like we need to kind of give everyone a role and we haven't quite done that And, and we have you know
2: that what? noise that noise you're making right now, Darren, is the record playing over and over and over <laughs> again. Yeah. We have too many guys. We need to package a right. deal. We need yeah. to ship some guys off. But
0: I mean, you think about forwards too, like a little tangent. Like what happens when, uh, if we bring up Byfield, like we have, are we putting I follow on the fourth line?
2: Yeah. that's what. Be? That's exactly what I'm talking about. Bite the bullet and just do what you got to do. Yeah. Yep. if somebody is better than somebody else, regardless of contract regardless of of loyalties, if we have nine guys better than aya follow, then aya is on the fourth line. that's yep. it 100%. but if aya is one of those nine guys, well then he plays third line. it's it's pretty simple who's playing well,
0: who's not yeah
1: Any thoughts on Matt Roy before we switch over to forwards?
0: no. He, he's fine. I mean, I think he's less noticeable to some, than some of the other guys. But I mean, he,
1: some in some ways his, that's a good thing, right?
0: Yeah, he has his his moments too. So,
1: all right, let's go to Joe's boy since uh, he's not here tonight. What were you saying about Grunstrom?
2: Is he the odd man out right now? Is it when you sit there just even just tonight's game only? You know, you sit there and think of of all the guys, you, even. Jad, who I yeah, don't I was, think should be. I was drawn just going to bring up Jad. Lineup.
1: I was like, Jad's odd, man, out, but then he's but been stepping what? up he, his he, game.
2: Yeah, you know, well, is he stepping up his game just because he scored tonight?
1: Well, in comparison to like the other guys at the bottom of the lineup. So, what Grunstrom is, what he's a minus five plus minus. I know you love your plus minus. Yeah. And uh, Jad is a, he's a plus three. So, yeah. I don't know.
2: Right. and And even with those numbers, when. Byfield's healthy and he comes on up and I, those, I just think those guys need to, they need to fall by yeah. side.
0: Yeah. I, I think you're going to get a lot of crying. when We lost Clegg, uh, like a year and a half ago or whatever. Cause, Oh no, we're losing a guy for nothing. But it's like, sometimes it's not a bad thing. It's, you know, it can be an addition by subtraction, you know? And even if we lose him a guy for nothing or we, we don't get, you know, a dollar for dollar value as far as like, you know, what he's worth as a, as an asset, you know, at the end of the day, moving people into his position who are playing better is part of the value you have to add when you're considering those, those things. So
2: I got a question for you, Rodney. Yep. Arthur Kaliev has been on the number one line now for a few games. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Does he belong there?
1: I think he belongs so far. There's he's yeah. not the he's not the driver of the line. So if he, if he's the one trying to push the puck up, he's a little too slow for that. But the unit as a whole, with him being up there, I do I do like him. I do like his play up there. And have, have you guys noticed this about Kaliev? In the last three or four games, he's starting to play more physical. He's actually yeah. throwing his body around, grinding it out in the corners.
0: The, well, the f- physical play with him and the the passing. I think you see that a lot with this this line where Fiala can. Sneak away, and he hits him back door kind of things.
2: Yeah, and and he sees and thinks the game well enough. That pass he gave Kopitar for Kopitar's first goal today's game was was awesome. I mean, right. it was he trailed the play, Fiala found him. He goes, oh well, there's Kopitar, head man to Kopitar, and it was done. Um, I I think him playing there, it talking about too many guys. You know, when you put Kempe on that line instead of Kaliev, want to talk about you know too many you know and then I think if you have Kopitar and Fiala together I really do think you need a guy like Kaliev a young kid that it's okay if he doesn't have gaudy numbers because he's he's young and we're not paying him a whole lot of money and and I think he's very complimentary right now and he I I think that's a good I think that that line needs to stay for a while.
1: Yeah. I really sure. I'd like to see them build up chemistry in that line. Keep yeah, it together, I Todd. I know I know you watch this Todd, keep it together.
0: I was surprised when he started there cuz I think he started a couple games there last season and like it was like he played two shifts and then they like changed the lines again. So I was kind of surprised he coached and immediately switched it up again, but pleasantly surprised.
1: What are you guys' thoughts on Fiala? earning his money all good yeah
0: yep. I mean he's he, I think you know if we want to talk about guys costing his points he has kind of cost us two overtime games but you'll take what he does every day I mean it's kind of unfortunate his the, what's happened to him in the overtimes where he causes he has a turnover and then he puts a buck in our own net but you know without without he's still, he's without awesome.
1: Darren without looking what do you think his plus minus
0: is? Uh it's like is he a minus? He's probably like a minus one, huh?
1: He's even. He's he's even. He's
0: even. Uh,
2: yeah. And I don't know about today's game, so going in today's game, okay. he's even. Um speaking of that, then, you throw Arvidsson. What do you think Arvidsson's plus minus is, Rodney, going in today's game?
1: If I were to guess I I'd be. say I would say negative negative five. Yes. He's he's not I'm also looking at the stats right here, but Oh okay pretty good guess though, I was right? Say, <laughs> I, yeah, you, um So but if you're just going by watching the games, you're like, ever since you called out Arvidson a few games ago, he's been played. He's, he's he's been playing well good today, he's been scoring, getting points. So
2: See, he to me, he's he's our offensive dirt he's our forward jersey. I I I, like I that. think he I don't I don't think he does a whole lot defensively. But I, how can you knock a guy that has 22 points in 28 games? You yeah. know, I, I mean, I guess you could, but I, I, I don't think I think his numbers are a little inflated because he cheats. I really do. I he's think the, he uh, cheats offensively. I don't he's the,
1: he's a he's cherry picker on our team. Uh,
2: yeah, I, and I would like to see him.
1: I mean, if you're gonna cheat, you might as well score in those breakaways, right? Like right. today. Who knows. All right, let's keep going on that second line. What do you guys think about Deno this year?
0: He's, uh, I feel like he's been uh, the one thing that we, when he got, got here, it was his face offs. Like, oh, he's, you know, a top tier face off guy. And I know he's above 50% now, but like a couple, of, like maybe a week ago, he was under 50%. And so I, I that's 50% uh, before today. I, I don't know what he did today. That's the one thing you're like, he he provides face-offs and he's a he's a strong from the back kind of player. He's going to back check. I, I think the one issue I have with him is he's done it like three or four times now where he, he dives to try and make a play on a puck and it leads to a three on two and we get scored on it. It's like it's a little unfortunate that it's happened every time he's do- like he's dive for it, but dope for it. But like, you know, it's one of those things of like, hey, just get, just get Back, good body position instead of trying to die for it. You know what I
1: So I feel like his um, all around. Really I feel like his all around game has regressed just a little bit from last year. Not much, but just it's not quite yeah. as good as he was last year so yeah. far.
2: And maybe that I I think he's playing where he where his level is. I think last year he played above. Yeah. I think this is I think this is where Denoe is, and I'm okay with it. Um, fifty-two percent on the face-offs, Darren. Right, and I know he's and
0: he's he's above fifty now. But I'm saying, like a couple weeks ago, he was well below. Fi- like he right. was at like forty-eight, and it's like, if you're an elite face-off guy, you need to be 52, 53, right? I mean, right? Kobe's unless 56. unless you're
2: a Kopitar and you're at sixty percent. Yeah, right. right. That's how good Kopitar is.
1: Oh no, that guy belongs in the minors. What are you talking yeah, about? He's bro? terrible. Come right? on, bro. <laughs> Trevor Moore, Mr. Thousand Oaks. How do you think he's Ooh, doing? Where's he been? Yeah, I'm asking Darren. What do you think? He he's been uh, a yeah. he's been in a, up in, up in the office trying to sign a new contract. That's what he's been doing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that whole line five on five hasn't contributed very much to these last, I'd guess, like seven eight games. They've been kind of quiet.
1: Ooh, are, are you saying it's finally time to break up that Dino Lion?
0: I mean, I've said that before where it's like, you know what the combination does. Like you can put that back together. And I think they have pretty easy chance to get their chemistry back together. So it's like, if you swap a couple guys in there, I mean, it's not a, it's not a huge loss to try and tinker with it and find a better combo. What do you think Rob? Yes.
1: I'm,
2: I'm ready for it. I'm for the longest time that, that line's been the one we don't touch. Right. That's, you, you guys are complaining about consistency, well then we're going to have to change things up then, right? Because if we continue to do what we're doing sounds like people aren't happy, so let's
1: Alright, Coach Rob line, second line to know centering what two forwards for the next game if it's up to you Wow um, I know one already i want to try, but I'll let you go first i'm
2: I'm gonna go off the board and I'm gonna go Velardi and
1: Fagimo. oh, a couple rides, huh? Give him two rides. Has he ever played with two ridedies? That'd be interesting to find out. I was gonna say Velardi as well, Yeah. and then maybe throw uh, maybe try can't be there see if see if somebody can spark. Some um, I was going
0: to say I have follow. The problem with Kempe is if we play Kempe in the first two lines now, because we don't have a Kupari or Byfield up, now we have to go Lazat or Jared Anderson-Dolan as our third line center. So we've kind of shoehorned ourselves to playing Kempe on the third line, which not a terrible thing necessarily, but not necessarily something you want.
1: Uh, for, for all you kids out there watching, Darren, can you explain what shoehorn is? <laughs> it's
0: this thing that helps you put your shoes on, right? Right. I've seen it in a museum once or something. Yeah. Hey, uh, like. There you go.
2: Now that we're talking about that, I'm just thinking out loud Kempy, centering uh, Arvidsson? Yeah. Does that work?
0: Swedish.
1: Is that some is that some magic right there? Let's go even farther. Are you guys more sold on Kempi as a winger or as a center?
0: I think I want him as a winger, but I think with the way we've like we've the guys we've sent down and the guys we've kept up, we kind of have to play him as a center.
1: So until Byfield comes up, you're good with him playing center.
0: Yeah, either Byfield or Kupari, We kind of, I mean, unless you, I, I think we saw how us rolling Lazat. Jared Anderson Dolan as our three four center, It didn't quite work as well, you know, as another guy in there.
1: And you feel that Kempy is good enough defensively to be a center on our team?
0: I think that's why they paired him with Follow, because they can just kind of like Follow plays center forward three, whatever you want to call her, in, in the defensive zone.
1: So maybe and that's a, maybe can kind of maybe that's the easy fix right there. So keep him with follow bump Velarde up to the second line. Arvidsson down like Rob was saying onto that third line see how that looks
0: yep
1: be cool to see
2: Rodney I got a question for you yes as I was watching watching, number one goalie uh, What? (laughs) as I was watching our kings just skate around and never finish any kind of hits no one ever bangs into anybody I start to think, whose fault is that? Is it is that a system, Todd McClellan's system, that we don't finish checks, that we don't bang bodies? Or is that a, this is who Rob Blake has put on our roster? We have rostered nothing but guys that do not like to bang into the boards. And does it matter?
1: I'm going with option two. Definitely think it's the type of people management is drafting or picking up through free agency. They try to address it with Lemieux a little bit, but he's more of a, hey, I'll stick up for teammates and throw the gloves if I need to. He's not...
0: They're more he, of a pest we, than a we, yeah,
1: Yeah, I, I want guys like no, Shane Churla, Ian LaPerriere, Eric Lacroix, those kind of guys that just run around out there and just check people all game long. That's what we're missing in our lineup, man. I don't really think it's coach. You can't coach all of our softies to try to hit people when they've never done that in their entire lives. So I'm gonna say it's management, and I'm I'm gonna say we do need it on our team.
2: We don't even have it on a fourth line, even. You know, it's not even. And like you said, you're trying to say. What what are you
1: talking about, Rob? Are you are you kidding me? Our enforcer Lazat, do you not see what's going on? He's running around. He's running around checking people. He's he's dropping the gloves. I mean. If anybody's going to do it, it's going to be our smallest guy, right? So, right. that makes sense.
0: How um, much How much shit do you think Lemieux gave him for that fight?
1: Oh, you know Lemieux was all over that. You know Lemieux was... If he's, yeah. Did he travel with him? If he's up there, he was... Yeah. He loved every minute of that. What do you think, Darren? Like, what do you think?
0: All right. I'm going to give you an option three, and, and you're not going to like it. Of course. I think I think it's a little bit driven. It's It's option two and option three. It's driven from... Our team's leadership on the ice, and that's Kopitar. What is Kopitar? What is he? The, I mean, he hits, but he's not a he's not a killer. You know what I mean? And I think we have teams a lot of times take on their their best players' like traits. You know what I mean? Like you look at like teams like the Oilers last season. You know what I mean? You look at, oh, you they were all they were all C-
2: Connor McDavid. Why wow, exactly. did not
0: know that? Yeah, they, they tried and beat. You know what I mean? You, those guys all try and f- angle around everyone. I get and, it. And and so K- Kopitar is not a killer. He's a physical player, but he's not a killer. And I think part of it is driven from that. I think the players we have aren't meant for that, but it also comes from how our top players play. Right. I think and- another thing too is hitting is is kind of a weird stat because when do you hit people when you don't have the puck? And what are the kings generally when they're playing well, what do they have? The puck. So it's kind of one of those like teams with less hits are actually probably the better teams in some regards because they have the puck more. If if I had to guess, I'm not looking at the stats. Maybe I'm completely well, wrong on that.
2: No, you're no, yeah. you're right. You're you're right. That is the general rule. But I'm not even talking about hitting. I'm not talking human <laughs> missiles out there. I'm just talking the the opponents have the puck they pass the puck up and our guys veer rather than just finish finish your check finish your shots finish it they just that is true a bunch of not finishers and just just those things and that's i've been saying it that's my biggest knock on kaliev and rodney brought up that he's actually been trying to put a shoulder into somebody a little bit here and a little bit there and it's just sad. It's just sad when we do have Kempi's a big boy. Uh, Grunstrom's solid. Kaliev is a big boy. These guys can be shaking the boards. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm not saying going around looking for the hits. It's just when they're presented, finish. Yeah. Well, and, why and, turn
1: around and skate away when the they, hit's right yeah, there? Exactly.
2: They do. They just. That pisses me deer. off, too. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know.
1: It grinds my gears.
2: It is what it is, and obviously we're not the ones making the team. That's why I was wondering: is it is it the makeup of the team, or is this a McClellan, Hey guys, I want you to veer off and hustle back.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he's not saying that. Um, hey guys, whatever you do, don't check people.
0: I mean, if you think about it too, like a lot of times when you when you get a lot of penalties against you, it's those kind of dumb plays where you you hit someone, you you hack them, you slash them, and we are a very good penalty drawing team and when we're playing well we don't give out a lot of penalties and part of that could be that we don't throw unnecessary hits which could be questionable you know what i mean kind of thing right so i mean again it's a it's a positive and minus i think you would for sure love to see them you know finish their checks when they're presented but you know if they're not hitting because they have the puck, that's also not a problem.
1: You know, I, I would love to have like a hot mic on the ice to hear what the what the other players are saying whenever Lazat draws a high sticking call. You know, you know they're saying stuff like he's friggin' three, he's three feet tall. You know, you know you know they're saying stuff like that. But I wish I could hear that. But it is the holiday season, so let's talk about the white elephants in the room. <laughs> Start with
2: Peterson. Let's do it. He got sent down. Rightfully so, right?
1: Rightfully. In my book, yes. Um
2: has looked pretty damn good in his. I've seen him three games in, in at the rain. I don't know if that's all he's played. I don't know if he's played a fourth or or not. But You're the right. three games I've seen him play down in the rain. Oh my god, it's night and day. I don't, I don't, I've said this in previous podcasts. The goalie position is such a mental it's, – it's a mindset. And if they're just not straight in the head, things just go sideways. And he's down there not moving. He's still – he's not sliding side to side. He's not
1: overreacting.
2: Exactly. And, and guess what? He's won three games.
1: I I could almost say the same thing about Phoenix Copley coming up and just sitting there in net and just not overreacting and has by far the best goals against and save percentage on the team.
2: So small sample
1: size, of course, but
2: right. We got we got goaltending issues. I get it. Here's my question to you, Darren Mm -hmm. Jonathan Quick is terrible, and don't get terrible this year.
1: Don't don't we, give me. We love you, Jonathan. But, I want to know: yeah. is
2: it is it him, or is it the play in front of him? I think. Uh, don't don't tell me it's bull.
1: He's you know. His combination was the next word coming out of his mouth. I, I know. I,
2: <laughs> I, don't tell me bull. You tell me right probably now. Probably was. You're right. Jonathan I Quick was. is the issue, or the people in front of him are the issue. I I only want one answer.
0: I will say I think the fact that. We have two goalies who have struggled. Tells me I think it's more the defense Thanks, and man. how we play than the goaltender itself. Because there's time. I mean, look at like their was it their fourth goal, whatever the shorthanded goal was. third goal, fourth goal, when it's like Jersey makes a play, breaks up a pass, and just just picks his stick up off the ice, not ready for the second pass, and it's passed and in. Like there's no, there's no you know a quick makes that save. That's a top ten play. You know what I mean and it's he's not getting any help in front of him here here's
2: here's what was my issue when Calvin was up with us and it's still happening to, to quick I'm still jumping out of my seat a couple times a game at some of the saves quick is making it's like oh my god why do we suck why is why are we hanging him out to dry so much and and he's making some huge saves but Goals keep going in. Our penalty kill sucks. Your best penalty killer has to be your goalie. So sooner or later, is it Quick's fault?
1: Rodney? I don't think it's a combination at all, but I do think it's both. Can I go with that? (laughs) (laughs) Because, yeah, like Darren said, they're hanging him out to dry. Like you said, they're hanging him out to dry. But there's also a lot of goals he's letting in that normally he would save 90% of the time. I'm like that one he should have had.
0: I I think too, there's like a, there's a little bit of the mental aspect you're talking about where it's like, you know, he's getting hung out to dry. So maybe he's kind of like, you know, he's throwing his head back and he's not doing it on the ice. I don't see him, you know, being that emotive on the ice, but you know, figuratively he's like, come on guys. Like, what what are we doing? Why is this guy wide open next to me for an easy goal? So Darren, I, you know what I mean.
1: Darren, if if you're quick, do you well not if you're quick, but do you think Quick is thinking like like say let's say there's a two on one coming in on Quick, right? And the one defenseman back is Dursey. Do you think he sees it's Dursey and he's like, oh shit? What do you th- What do you
0: think? Yeah, one hundred percent. He sees five, and he's just like, oh, uh, <laughs> damn it. So which
2: is every time, <laughs> right? If every scramble, every odd man rush, jerseys on the ice.
1: I got a question for you too, for both of you. Rob, you're going to have a lot more people to choose from than Darren, I I believe, on this one. Let's say we could pick any two defensemen from hockey's past to help fix our team, and they are in their prime right now. Two defensemen go, Rob.
2: Zedno Chara and Chris Pronger.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. What about you, Darren?
0: I mean – you want to go big names. If you want, like, I think you can pull from the Kings. You can pull from the Kings past their cup teams and you just go Rob Scuderi, or Willie Mitchell. I mean,
1: oh, okay, just, okay. Just, okay. Get some, <laughs> just get some lefties <laughs>
0: who can bang and play defense.
1: All right, uh, cool. Well, I'll just throw mine out is, there. I'll go, uh, I'm gonna throw Lidstrom and uh, Ray Bork out there.
0: Anyway, of the, they, those Jersey would, would still be, let in a bunch of two on ones, so it doesn't those matter. Those
2: would be my, those would be my, uh, greatest defensemen of all time, Rodney, but we're, we just got to talking about banging and, and throwing the sure. weight around and just...
1: Right. And Char
2: and Pronger... The well, they games. can never
1: score on us because...
2: Left-handed... the Two of the meanest left-handed defensemen's ever played. That's true. Game, so. Well, if
1: we are going that, I'm, I'm I'm throwing Scott Stevens out there. He would take care of... Uh, he, he wouldn't put up with this uh, soft yeah. Kings team right now, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Scott Stevens a hit he had on Paul Korea as one of my first hockey memories of watching the game where he nearly killed a guy on the ice um
1: that hit was so uh, hard that's what divided and actually uh, created both north and south korea because before that it was just <laughs> one korea but go ahead
0: uh who who plays on the kings first byfield or peterson
1: i, I also uh, i was gonna say byfield too He's been down the I long. He, was, he's been developing yeah. his game longer. He's, I don't know. Peterson's only been down what for three games now, three or four yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And and he also, how do you send Copley down if you? What if Copley wins every game that he starts? Are you going to send him down?
2: Oh, you better not have just
1: jinxed it. What? What if that happens, Rodney? You better hey, that's not a good just, jinx. That's Is, good in- That you don't you don't like that jinx. Copley wins every game that he starts.
2: No, because now he's going to lose the next game he plays.
1: <laughs> well, then you so, then your boy Calvin it, can, can it, come back up.
2: Brings me up to a fan issue here. Stupid Alex Faust in today's game. Sister and says, I forget
0: what exactly what he said. He said oh. the Kings have a terrible penalty kill.
2: No score? No, he said. He said, Columbus Blue Jackets have the worst. Power play in the NHL. They score. He goes, right on cue. He says the words, right on cue, they score. (laughs) So what you're telling me, because if you understand the English language, what cue means, you know, it's, hey, I'm going to line something up, and in this order, it, it happens. Okay? So he purposely said that so they can score and say, hey, right on cue, they score. He is just the biggest jinx, anti-king. I can't believe he's our announcer. So, he makes the whole fan experience terrible
1: for me. So speaking of the the jinx part of that, I think it was uh, maybe it was in Montreal? or I don't know. It was one or two games ago. Whatever team we were playing had not got a shot on goal in like 10 minutes. So instead of not saying anything so that the Kings could keep this play up, he goes, Wow, it's been like ten minutes since uh, they got a shot on goal against the Kings. And sure enough, like five seconds later they get their first shot on goal. I'm like, that's that's jinx material right there. So So I do see that stuff. And Darren, I don't just know if Darren's to season. send
0: him uh, I so I missed the Montreal game. No, but, but
1: Darren, he uh, could've easily just not said anything. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, after after they got a shot on goal, then he could have said, Wow, they finally got a shot on goal after ten minutes, but why would you jinx it beforehand? That's my question.
0: So so, so what you need to do You two should create a power play for Alex Faust to send to him and be like, Here's things to not say and here's things you do need to say.
2: A powerpoint, you mean?
0: The PowerPoint. Did I say power play? That's hockey hockey.
2: on the brain. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so create a powerpoint for him and teach him teach him how not to jinx. Or to jinx in the opposite fashion. (laughs) You know? Maybe he doesn't I, I would
2: love to, but he he's blocked me. With the Kings' next four games being Sabres, Bruins on the road, come home to play our California rivals, Sharks and Ducks, in the next four games, Darren, how many points will the Kings get?
0: We should get six, but we're probably going to get five. We're going to be disappointed with one of those games.
2: So five out of eight is a disappointment?
0: Well, it'll be – We'll have a stupid shootout loss to the San Jose or something like that. We'll be disappointed because we dominated the game and Timo Meyer scored four goals again.
2: Rodney, how many points are we getting?
1: Next four games? Yep. If we keep our current goalie combo up, I'm going to say Copley wins both of his games. Quick wins one out of two. So I'm going to go six points.
2: So that means Alex Faust is big. Oh, we haven't won back-to-back games since November. We that means we're going to win back-to-back games sooner or later.
1: Yes. Um, well, the difference th- is I'm a Kings fan, so I'm going to say yes, and I'm also positive about our team. So thank,
2: thank you, Rodney. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> trying not to get too far ahead, it would be nice to go on a little heater. Obviously, Bruins is the big roadblock out there. You know, they're they're the best team in the NHL. Blah blah blah. If we could sneak. A little little win streak here. I think we need it because afterwards, the next four games after that, Golden Knights, Flames, Avalanche, Coyote. You know, it's a little reverse action: one softy and three tough ones. So she said, "Yeah, exactly." I just be prepared for more up and down roller coaster kings fans i mean this is the this is the grind of the nhl season and if every other week we could still pick up another game above 500 we're fine yeah stop 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 wanting to commit suicide and stop wanting to blow up the team and stop wanting to fire everybody just chill out
1: yeah take take all that energy Take that negative energy, turn it into positive energy by going to Kings games and being loud. I don't know why crypto.com has been so quiet lately. Is it because it's a crypt now and it's just so quiet in there? It's pretty embarrassing. Darren, so bring your posse over there and make it loud. For sure. You know what?
2: Um the Bruins games on the road, but we play them at home in less than a month in January, January fifth.
1: Yes, I'm no, down Bruins, to go if you're going. Bruins
2: fans, I guess, have been running amok. I guess there was a big old brawl in Arizona with with Bruins fans and stuff like that. Maybe we I should saw get that the crew. Let's get the crew together and and just go to Boston. No go go to the Kings game when they come. Oh, I'm down January fifth when they come to L.A. and just let's thug it up like we used to with yeah, let's all do 100, it. 120 plus. That should
1: we eat a little chowder for the game?
2: And let's get Derek. To get all those, all those boys. Well, let's down do it, Mike.
1: Let's hop in the car right now. All right, <laughs> oh, Rodney, you're the best. That's a good idea. Let's try to do, make that happen. Darren, you're the you're the big baller here. You want to get us a suite? Yeah, that's, uh, not really, uh, that's not really that's uh, not really thugging it up. We're all in the suite. <laughs> <laughs> kick them back.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say you, you said thugging it up, and then you said Mike's name, so I don't know if that <laughs> quite is
1: true. We'll go back up to the three hundreds. Where we where maybe, Rob and maybe, I had season maybe call tickets. In,
0: yeah. Maybe calling the little brother. Rob. We need we need Bobby out here.
1: Right? Yeah, Rob and I used to be uh Dave Taylor Die Hard season ticket holders. Whatever happened did so if if you never got rid of those tickets, do you still get that Dave Taylor deal? Somebody comment below. Let me know if you guys still get that Dave Taylor Die Hard section combo. What was it? Three fifteen, three? Somewhere in the three hundreds up there in the corner. All
2: I know is I miss sitting behind the net top row
1: where I could just stand the entire game. And Top row is legit. I put the seat up and sit on top of the seat while it's up. Yeah, It's good stuff. Toronto Maple Leafs, Engvall,
2: 2 hands slash Dersey. Go on to Twitter right away, and every single Maple Leaf fan who's the most repugnant fan base in the NHL. They're they're terrible. They're sitting there going, Oh, he dove. He got slashed in the head. He's wearing a helmet. It took him a second to figure out, okay, I'm okay. He didn't roll around like a soccer player.
1: He got slashed in the neck, didn't he? Like just below the helmet.
2: He jumps back up. If I remember right. He skates on over, you know, and, and and now you're gonna boo him because you're an idiot? And then they're sitting there going, "Oh watch, we'll get eight game suspension because we're Toronto." He gets a one game suspension. Meanwhile, other guys two other guys that had head contact on the same day, Skinner and someone else, they get three games apiece right so because you're Toronto, you only got one game
1: exactly you stupid
2: morons they try to and, reverse
1: bias us it didn't work
2: and no one's saying anything about the head contact to Kaliev. center mm-hmm. That was complete shoulder to head. That's the, exactly what they want to take out of the game, and there wasn't wasn't even a review. Nope. So, right here, Toronto, you can have that. Uh, there, I've I've hated two fan bases my entire hockey fan life: Toronto and Anaheim. And Toronto doesn't disappoint.
1: All right, Kings fans, that is our show for today. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and subscribe and like, and all those, all those things, and share and share. Till next time, stay classy. Go Kings, go. Go Kings. Go Kings.